0: Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message. I don't know if you saw the text, but we are starting a new sermon series. We've kind of been doing some one-off messages, but we're starting a new sermon series called Cyber Insecurity. So we're going to be talking about social media and technology and the effects of it. And I just want to start off by saying that I am not here, okay, to, to make you feel bad about social media, okay? I'm not going to be a grumpy old person that thinks the cell phone's the devil, okay? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to have a conversation with you because it's an important topic to talk about. And I'm not saying it to scare you. I'm not saying it because I want you to be perfect. I'm saying it because I wish that I would have heard this when I was your age, okay? I'm saying it because I struggle with this stuff even still today. So before we kind of dive in, let's go ahead and let's pray again. God, I just pray that you would have your way in this service. God, I pray that um, we just take the us out of the equation of what you're going to do and that you would just strip any distraction, pride, anything. And I just pray that it goes by the wayside, and instead, that you just move in this space, and that uh, these kids are moved and they are um, just seeking after you with their whole hearts. Bless this service. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So obviously you guys know that things travel very fast on social media, right? Like word gets, up, gets around on the different apps like Instagram and TikTok and, you know, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever. Things are trending all the time. I mean, there's Instagram Reel, like audios that people are reusing. There's TikTok dances that are being repeated. And I told Tyler, I said, I'm going to go on stage on a Wednesday night. I'm going to do the cringiest gritty that these kids have ever seen. And I said, and so I was literally going around our house, and I was practicing for this moment. But I don't want you to leave, so I'm not going to do it, okay? Uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, I, now that I've, I've gotten booed, I'm going to continue on. Um, <laughs> did not plan for that. Um, but not only, you know, are there dances, like the gritty and stuff, but there's also sayings. There's also phrases. There's also vocabulary that is now trending. And, you know, there's simp. There's sus, there's sleigh, I'm not an S word here, <laughs> sleigh. T- today Kaylee was in and we were talking about all these words and stuff and F- Pastor Fisher was like, you mean like like a dragon sleigh? And I was like, like Santa sleigh? No. Um, but there's queen, okay, queen, you call everybody queen. I asked Kaylee, I'm like, did people say king? She said, no, not really. Um, uh, Bussin, Bussin. Bussin, that's got a good response. Bussin, yeah. Um Karen. Karen is now a thing. Like that's like a verb. Don't be Karen, right? Um, what else is there? Oh, Finna? Finna? Finna, I'm finna be going. Okay. So Tyler and I, throughout our relationship, we have said some like just we've had these like random phrases or like Words that we say to each other, just like between me and him, and we recently like have been saying this phrase a lot, and we we thought it was like a trendy thing, like we thought that this is what the kids are saying, this is pretty hip, okay, and so the thing that Tyler and I like say all the time around the house is we say we out cheer, it's like we out cheer, no not that, it's out cheer, okay, not sheesh, out cheer. And so we'll be like, yeah, we out here in the, you know, kitchen, cooking supper. We out here getting that workout in. Um, Kaylee Poke is dying because I told her that the other day. And she's like, that's not a thing. Like, no, that's not a thing. And I said, it's a thing. And then I saw her and Maddie mom a couple uh, days ago. And I said, hey, we out here because I was leaving. And uh, Kaylee was like, stop. And I said, it's a thing. And then Maddie Mom goes, we out here. And I said, it's a thing. Because it's a thing, Kaylee. We out here. That's going to be the new thing. Let's make this go viral, okay? Let's make this a trend. We out here. Um, But much like, you know, the trending out here is the corn kid. How many of you have seen the corn kid? Okay, I'm glad. There's some buzz. Okay, here's the deal. I thought this was a very common, like, thing people were aware of. But after polling different people, I've realized that not everybody knows who the corn kid is. So we're going to watch a little video. But so if for those of you who don't know who the corn kid is, okay, I don't know when this went out. I think it was like a week ago, but it has like three and a half million views on YouTube. And this kid got interviewed about corn, and then they made it into a song. And the song has been in my mind for the last like week. So we're going to watch it. Here's the corn kid. me. What do you like about corn? It's corn. A big one that loves so it has to chew. this video and stuff, we had just a horrendous night with Hazel. Like, she was screaming and crying. That's our baby, if you don't know. And she would not go to sleep, and finally she went to sleep, and then she woke up in the middle of the night, and she was up for, like, an hour and a half to two hours, and so finally this girl went down to go to sleep, and Tyler and I got into bed, and we're both just exhausted, and we're laying on our backs, and I just go, it's Cone. And we died laughing. Like, it was was the funniest thing ever. Um, But anyways... Some of these trends, they come and go, right? They're here and there. Things that go viral are only viral for so long. It's kind of a short amount of time. But those things that are out there, those things that are posted, they're not going to go away. Like you might forget about the corn kid in like a week or maybe not, but like in, in, a, in a year maybe. But if you in 10 years search the corn kid, you are going to be able to find who the corn kid was. Or the gritty may not be a popular thing in like two years, but if you search it in two years, you're going to see thousands of people doing the gritty, like thousands of videos of people doing the gritty. And here's why. You can't erase it. And that is the title of tonight's message. Can you say that? Say, you can't erase it. So when I was younger, I was doing TikTok dances before TikTok was TikTok, okay? So I would, how many of you have a trampoline, if I show up hands? Um, shout out you. I love trampolines. Um, Tyler would always make fun of me because I I would, like, when we were first starting to date, we would immediately eat supper, like, if I had him like, over to my parents' house, and then I would immediately go out on the trampoline. Like, I was ready. Like, I wanted to just, like, run around and stuff, but when I was really, like, little, I would go out on my trampoline, and I would make up dances, like, just out in the open. Like, I didn't care. So, I'd be, like, running around, like, my trampoline, and I'd be doing a bunch of stuff. I'd do, like, a back flip. I'm not going to do it, but back handspring. And my neighbors across the street, they'd always be, like, watching, like, not in a weird way, but just, like, they'd be mowing, and they'd just, like, in- internally, I'm sure, like, she's weird. Like, these are weird dance moves. But I was, I was doing basically, like, TikTok before TikTok was TikTok. And then, my like, with my friends, it was also a very common thing to, like, play, you know, a song and set up your phone and record yourself doing dances and stuff, but we were just having fun. Like, back then, like, we weren't even worried about who, like, we didn't want anybody to see it, we didn't even think about posting it, we weren't concerned about people liking it, we were just having fun, but the hard part is that we live in a day and age where it's really hard to just do things for fun, because you know that you could not only be having fun, but you could show people how much fun you're having, so now we feel like we have to post it. And then not only do we have to post that we're having fun, but we have to get people to actually like it and to want to watch it or view it. And then instead of having fun and laughing about, you know, the good time that we're having, we're waiting, like, in the back of our minds, we're thinking, like, okay, who has liked it? Like, who's viewed it? What are people thinking of it? And so our life experiences that um, that go from these, like, moments that we're present for that are good, fun moments to now this striving of being seen by people or having them our life experiences, like for example, I went on a service trip when I was in college. Okay, and uh, I my first time seeing the ocean was when I was like 19 years old. Okay, I was like a sophomore in college. So we, you know, are on the service trip. It's in North Carolina, and we're like we got this beach house. And so it is my first time seeing the ocean. And so I want to get the perfect picture. I want to get the perfect beach uh, beach picture not beach, but um, beach picture, so I have my friends take, like, a ton of pictures, like, you know, I'm, like, fake laughing, like, in front of the ocean, or, like, I have a hat on, I'm, like, like, what is that, okay, so Taking all these pictures, trying to get the perfect one, and then I spend all this time trying to sort through all these pictures and see which one that I look best in, and then I spend all this time trying to find the perfect filter to add to this, and then I spend all this time trying to figure out the perfect caption that I could use for this picture, and I'm just telling you, it was so stupid that I'm not even going to share what it was, because what I ended up with was just stupid, stupid, stupid. And in a time and a place where I was supposed to be serving, like I was literally on a service trip, I wanted to be served with likes and comments and attention. And then a couple years later, I went on my Instagram and I was like scrolling through and I deleted it. So the thing that I had spent so much time trying to perfect with picking out the right one adding the right filter and adding the right caption and all this stuff, all of a sudden it was it was just deleted. Like it was gone. And I can hit that delete button. But those pictures, they're probably still on my phone somewhere. And honestly, they're probably on other people's phones. You can't erase that. You can't erase it. So then not only do we have this pressure that we have to, like, show people that we're living our best life, you also have the FOMO, the fear of missing out, because you see other people posting pictures of themselves living their best lives. And then you worry that yours isn't the best. So then you feel like you're constantly lacking or you're missing something. And it's like if you get a snap from a bunch of friends that are all together and you're not with them, and like maybe they didn't even mean any harm by it, but that like is hurtful, or, you know, seeing one of your friends who's going on these like amazing like adventures over the summer and you're stuck babysitting all summer, or maybe you see somebody post a picture of Yeezys and you have like the Walmart shoes, right, there's nothing wrong with Walmart shoes, okay? I was literally in Burger King. Campbell and Nevada can attest to this. I was in Burger King, and I had tennis shoes on from Walmart, and we're sitting there waiting, standing there waiting for our food, and some guy goes, are those Yeezys? And I said, yes. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. I said, no, these are Walmart shoes. Um, you can get them for $19.99, I believe. A little cheaper than the Yeezys. But um, anyways, you start to have this fear that you don't measure up, and then all these pictures that you, you post to try and prove your worth, you can't erase it. And then to add to that, some kids might post some mean things, and then you might start to, you know, get bullied on social media. There may be drama with friends or different group chats that things get posted in. Did you know that 60% of U.S. teens have been, like, bullied online or harassed online? That's, like, that's basically taking from here over. Like, all of you guys have been harassed. Like, that's what the statistics say online. And I've even done this before, okay, I have been bullied online, I've been bullied, you know, like, face-to-face, but I've also been the one that's, like, the bully. (laughs) One time, I was in middle school, and this girl was just, like, very, you know, mean and rude, and she's kind of a brat, and so I was really upset, and I was annoyed, so I typed out this message, and I sent it to one of my friends, but then realized I accidentally sent it to the girl I was talking about, so that got real awkward. Um... But you can't erase it. Those hurtful words that you say, you can't erase it. In James 3, 9 through 10, it says, With a tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. You shouldn't be going around school and and putting down the church and cursing and doing all these things and then coming here and try to praise. Like, that's just not the, the life that God calls us to live, okay? So not only do you have comparison, not only do you have FOMO and bullying, but you also have people trying to get you to do things on social media. And sometimes it's really, really sneaky. Like a couple of years ago, I was working at the food bank in Waterloo, and I was an event planner for them. And so I was, you know, running around. It was a super busy day. And I'm, I'm honestly embarrassed to tell you this story because, like, looking back, I was an idiot. But, like, I had no, I had no training on this like I just I had never even heard of like honestly people doing this at this time and so I was running around I was out and about and I get an email from the director of the food bank and she says hey like I know you're going out and about would you be willing to stop by the store for me and pick up some gift cards, and we, like, we do raffles, like, we do a ton of things, like, for donors and sponsors, so I'm like, yeah, like, that makes total sense, like, she knows I'm out and about, and, like, everything aligned perfectly, like, the person emailing me was saying, like, I'm in a meeting right now, and, like, the director was in a meeting, and it just, a lot of things were in order, okay, so then I get an email, and I am dumb, okay, at this point in time, I'm dumb, I'm just gonna say it, they asked me to send them the codes of the gift cards, And luckily, I did not follow the email chain and respond to it with the codes. I actually, like, and I didn't even mean to do this, but I I found her email and sent it to her. And I didn't even know at this point that it was a scam, like somebody was scamming me. But um, I, so that all happened. And then I get a call from my boss, and she's like, the director, and she's like, what are you doing, like, why did you send me these codes, and I said, because you asked me to go to the store and get these gift cards, and I thought it was for, like, a raffle, or, like, you were giving them to donors or something, because you said you had a meeting later for, like, you know, to use them, and I got scammed, guys, (laughs) like, I, somebody was pretending to be somebody they weren't, and I was a victim to it. But it's not just scammers looking to get your money. Okay, there are scammers out there trying to scam you into sending them things, into sending them explicit images or for you to receive their explicit images. And as I was preparing for this message, I called and spoke with an FBI agent. And um, he's actually a youth leader. Yes, I do um, It's Caden Harden. He's an FBI agent, if you didn't know that. Pretty sweet. I don't know how many youth groups have an FBI agent, but that's pretty awesome. And he said... That what they see all the time is people pretending to be people that they're not, and they try to befriend you, and they try to get you to like them. And then they get you to do things, like, you know, send them things or whatever. And then they have those images, those things that you sent them, and then they blackmail you. And they say, I know what you've done, or I know what you've, like, let me do, and now if you... Um, Don't do this for me. Then I'm going to expose you and I'm going to let everybody know. You can't erase it. You can't erase it. And it's not just scammers, guys. It's not just like these random people that you don't know, okay? Like this, it's also like in toxic relationships, okay? And I'm just telling you, even if you know the person, even if you think you love them, even if they promise they'll never show or tell or screenshot or send anything, even if you think it's just Snapchat and it's going to be gone after a few seconds, you can't erase it because i don't know if you know this but snapchat has third party companies that are partnered with them and they they are not private okay so every everything that you send there's somebody reviewing that and and people have gotten arrested before especially in high traffic areas there are people that are like looking at this kind of stuff and and they will arrest arrest people okay so if it's really bad, then they will take it to the FBI and a report, like, hey, this is going on, and they'll do something about it. And so some of you may be thinking, you know what, I've known people that have done this, like, I've known people that have sent these things, or I know that I've done it before, and I've never gotten caught, so, like, you're you're lying. I'm not lying. It takes one, one wrong person to see that and to report it for your whole life to be changed. You can't erase it. And, guys, this stuff is happening daily, okay? I could tell you story after story after story. I was, as I was, preparing for this message I like I read so many stories of people's who people whose lives were changed in the worst way because of what they posted so I'm just only going to share a couple stories with you tonight the first story that I'm going to share with you is a girl named Alicia and Alicia had this Halloween work party okay so she was supposed to dress up um, at this Halloween work costume thing and so she shows up, and she decides that – and this is – it's bad, okay? But she decides that she's going to dress up as a, uh, a marathon runner who survived the uh, Boston Marathon bombings, okay? So she literally dresses like a marathon runner. She's got bruises that she's created. She's got, like, you know, scratches and blood and stuff like that. And it, it really wasn't that gory, and she didn't mean, like, super harm with it, Okay? But she posted that picture of her in that costume on social media, and she was getting death threats. People who didn't even know her were death-threatening her. And then not only that, they started to death-threaten her parents. So she she got off social media completely. Like, she was like, I got to get off of this. And then they started finding people with the same name and death-threatening them. And so she had to get back on social media to tell people to stop, to quit harassing other people, and she apologized. And then people found pictures and images of her online that were not okay, and they started sharing them around. And now when you Google her name, that is the thing that pops up. You can't erase it. I don't know if you guys have heard of John Gruden. He was the Raiders coach, the NFL Raiders coach. Okay, and this past, it was last year, they, they found offensive emails that he sent privately, privately. He thought he was sending them privately. And you can disagree. You can say that's so stupid that, you know, he, he got in trouble as an NFL coach for sending a private email because, you know, it got leaked to the media and they were showing people and stuff. It doesn't matter what you think because he lost his job over it. You can't erase it. Maybe you know Carson King. Carson King was the guy who had a sign at an Iowa-Iowa State game, and he had his Venmo on there, and he raised a bunch of money, and he donated it to the Children's Hospital. And he was the hero of Iowa. And Governor Reynolds, you know, made a Carson King day, and they were posting pictures, and he was getting all these sponsors and everything. And then an Iowa newspaper went back on his Twitter, and they dug up offensive tweets that he just shared that at the time, he was 16 when he posted it, but he lost his sponsorships, and he became the face of cancel culture in Iowa. You can't erase it. And when you Google Carson King, you'll see the good stuff that he did, but you'll also find the stuff about his, things that, the things that he posted, the negative, the negative tweets that he had. Or how about, and this is heavy, this is heavy, but like this past year it happened, so I want to bring it up, the shoot up your school day thing that was going around on social media, okay, they they made arrests for that. 13 to 16-year-old kids got arrested in California, Connecticut, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Ohio, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Texas, and Wisconsin because they were just participating in this trend. You can't erase it. And I could tell you countless more stories. I could tell you a ton, but those are just a few. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous because Sometimes people's, people post about things without thinking, and sometimes people post stuff and they forget that it actually has consequences, okay? And especially when you're out your age, you have to be very very careful because what you, what you post now, what you guys post now, you feel like you have to live up to that, okay? For example, if you post about aligning with a certain stance or a certain topic, people are going to see you as that. And right now at this point in your life, you're trying to figure yourself out, okay? You're trying to navigate and sort through things, and that is okay. But when you post things like, this is who I am, I am so-and-so's girlfriend, or I am, you know, siding with this stance, or I am um, this sexual orientation, or I support this polarizing topic, okay? Then you almost feel like that's what you have to live up to for the rest of your life. Because it's very hard for you to have closure if you change your mind later it's very hard for you to explain to other people if it's out there for the whole world to see and you have no idea who is who is screenshotting that okay even if people aren't screenshotting the stuff they can just take another device and take a picture of their phone okay you can't erase it you can't erase it so in person when we like when we're talking like this like you know, just, just face-to-face. People talk about themselves 30 to 40% of the time. So, like, when you're having a conversation with somebody, 30 to 40% of the time you're talking about yourself. But when you're on social media, you talk about yourself about 80% of the time. I, w- I would actually say more, but that's what the stat says. About 80% of the time you talk about yourself. So, when you post something about yourself and then you get a positive notification that says, you know, somebody liked something or somebody, like, left a nice comment, dopamine in your body gets released and it's addictive. Like it's an addictive thing. And the whole reason why social media was created, again, I'm not telling you to delete it. I'm, not what, I'm just telling you what it is. It was created to make money, to have you spend your money and your time on there. And the best way for you to spend your time and your money on there is for you to be addicted to it. Okay, also, I, I just want to let you know, your phone, your phone does listen to you, just so you are aware. Your phone does listen to you. I don't know if you've ever been talking about, you know, jet skiing in Hawaii and then all of a sudden Hawaii vacations pop up or jet skis pop up. Or whatever, But when you have Siri enabled on your phone, you are saying you are activating that. So even in your casual conversations, even when you're not saying, hey, Siri, whatever. Like right now, it's like, S- my phone is listening to me. And so it's going to take your conversations and it's going to use what it is hearing to try to market to you to get you to buy things. That is how they make money, okay? And so I'm going to share some statistics with you. I just want you to be aware. Like, and if you want to, like, come up to me afterwards and say, like, hey, how do I get my phone to stop listening to me, I, like, Googled it. So we, I can sh- show you how. But um, I want to share with you some statistics. And I know that this is dangerous because sometimes when you hear statistics, you think that it's trendy or you feel like, okay, that's what, like, everybody's doing so I need to do it. This is not that. Okay? Because there are trendy things that are very evil. And so I don't want you to think that this is something that is cool or that everybody's doing because it's not. It's very, very sad and it's very, very bad. So I don't know if you guys have seen this, The Social Dilemma. It's a movie. But they just came out with it like in 2020, I think. And it said the number of, of teenage girls who harmed themselves and were hospitalized for it, it stayed pretty stagnant up until about 2010 and 2011, okay? Once 2010 and 2011 hit, then those numbers changed. And there was an increase of 60 by 62% of older teen girls who were Self harming and were hospitalized for it, and 189% increase for preteen girls. And you know, around 2010 and 2011, what was going on? Social media was on our phones, it became mobile. In addition, suicide rates have gone up 70% for older teens since that time for girls, and 151% for preteen girls. The effects that social media has caused, you can't erase it. So the history that you think you can cover up, you can clear, you can't erase it. The snaps that you send, you can't erase it. The Snapchat stories on that discovery page that you click on, you can't erase it. The videos that you watch, you can't erase it. The things that you post, you can't erase it. The videos that people take of you, you can't erase it. And the time that you spend on social media, you can't erase it. So what do you do with all that? Because that's a lot, and that's that's heavy. Like I said, I'm not telling you to flat out delete social media, okay? But I will say that if social media is not being used as a tool, and instead it's like a weapon that is hurting you or people, are you, you are hurting people, then it's not something that you should be using right now. Maybe that's a break. Maybe that's a delete. For me personally, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like I have gone and I've teetered back and forth the last month on whether or not I should delete Instagram. Like, I actually called a mentor up, and I was like, I don't know what to do because I'm very tempted to delete Instagram. Like, should I, should I not? And what I found is that when I'm tempted to delete these social media platforms, it's usually because I am unhealthy. Like, maybe I'm comparing myself to other people, or maybe I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm overtired or whatever it is, and so I start to overthink. And so for me, I knew that I just needed a break from it. Okay, because I want to use it in the future for really good things. So I, I chose not to delete it, but I did choose to take a break from it. I also chose to not have Visco, to not have TikTok, uh, to not have Twitter. I deleted my Twitter a couple years ago. And I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm saying for me, those are boundaries that I set in place. If I had all the social media apps, I would be so overwhelmed and stressed out all the time. So those are boundaries that I put up for myself. So back in the day, there was this this thing called the Roman road, it was back in biblical times. Listen up, guys, listen up. Back in biblical times, there was this thing called the Roman road, okay? And this Roman road was used for some really bad things, for for some very evil things, mostly war purposes. But the disciples, like Paul, they would go on this Roman road and they would use it as a way to spread the gospel, telling the world about a man named Jesus who could transform their lives. That's how they use. it the roman road so it could either be used as a tool or as a weapon just like social media can be used but instead of waving it off the roman road is this you know corrupt evil thing that exists in the world i believe that we can do our part by filling it up with truth and life-giving words words that encourage and uplift and change and make a difference but if you cannot use it as a tool at this time and you're only using it as a weapon that hurts you or other people, you need to start setting boundaries, or you need to stop using it. Or block unhealthy accounts or people, okay? Or unfollow. Because I guarantee, I guarantee that if people were walking the Roman road today, if they were on this physical road and they were trying to shine their light for Christ and spread the gospel and, you know, be a, be a Christian, and and they kept getting sucked Back into bad behavior or bad habits, God would tell them, get off the road until you're healthy, okay? There is nothing wrong with getting off the road or social media or taking a break from it if you feel like it is unhealthy. All of these things that you're posting and sharing, they cannot be erased. And for some of you, that scares you half to death. But there's good news. What if I told you that there's something that can erase all of that away? You can't erase it. And other people can't erase it. And time can't erase it. And new headlines can't erase it. But what if I told you that I knew someone who could? Because some people are trying to erase it. And that doesn't even mean it has to be online. They're trying to erase things in their past. They're trying to erase it with self-harm. They're trying to erase it with denial. They're trying to erase it with pills and bottles. They're trying to erase it with worldly love. They're trying to erase it with success. Some people would pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go back and to cover up their past mistakes. Some people would do anything to stop themselves from doing what they've done. Some people can't stop replaying some of the sin that they've been entangled with. But what if I told you there's someone who can erase it all, someone who can take all your brokenness or hurt the weight of what you've been doing and sending and saying and erase it, someone who can give you a clean slate with a new fresh start. Someone who can take all the old things, all the old habits, the old hurts, the old hang ups, and throw them out so that it can be washed away. Someone who does not care about what people say, but knows you and sees you in your heart. I know someone, and his name is Jesus, and he was the anticipated savior of the world, the guy who was talked about for centuries before his arrival. He lived a sinless life and suffered a gruesome death so that our sins could be forgiven. He helped people. He healed people. He saved people. And he wants to do the same for you tonight. Because that sin, he can erase it. The shame you've been feeling, he can erase it. The hurt that people have caused you, he can erase it. The hurt that you have caused other people, he can erase it. The feeling that you're not enough, he can erase it. You can't erase what you've done. But you also can't erase what Jesus has done for you. And Romans 10, 9 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And Ephesians 2, 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is a gift from God. You can't erase it. The world can't erase what you have done. But if you want freedom, some of you feel this this bondage and this baggage and this weight and this guilt and this shame, it's because you are trying to erase your past and forget about your past. But if you would truly grab hold and understand that Jesus came and lived this life and died on a cross for you so that you don't have to live with that guilt and that shame anymore and you can walk free and with a clean slate, all that old can be washed away and you can be made new, you wouldn't Feel that weight anymore. So I'm gonna ask you to bow your head to close your eyes tonight, and I'm gonna ask you not to distract the people next to you. Don't nudge your buddy, don't talk to the person beside you. Because this is a moment where there's some heavy stuff in this room. With students who are feeling shame and guilt and weight from the past, past mistakes, past hurts, past sent things, past received things. And the good news tonight is that Jesus wants to change that. And he wants to say, no more, no more walking with this, this burden, with this weight, with this brokenness, because I came here and lived this life and died so that you can have a new life. And if that's you tonight and you're saying, I need Jesus in my life, I want to choose him as Lord and savior. I want to believe that he's going to take all the weight, all my past sin, and I want to be made new. If that's you tonight and you're making that decision for the first time, or you've fallen away, and you lived that guilt and that shame and you want to come back to him and repent of those things and proclaim him as your Lord, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. So if that's you tonight, raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Raise your hand tonight. Thank you. There's hands all over. You can put those hands down. So guys, this is a moment, this is a moment in time for you in time for the past to be washed away and for you to mean the words that you speak. So say this prayer and then we're going to go into worship. Say, dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. I'm sorry. I've made mistakes. I've sinned. Please forgive me. I want to live for you. I love you. In Jesus' name, Let's all stand and let's worship tonight. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights, and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.